0: Hello and welcome to the Fit Girl Club podcast. I'm your host and coach, Helen, and I'm here to help women lead a healthier and happier lifestyle. Hello and welcome to episode nine of the Fit Girl Club podcast. So this week I'm gonna be talking about literally... One of my favorite subjects, and that is sleep. I harp on about sleep to anyone I meet, and I am so meticulous about getting enough sleep. Now, this is something that's developed over the years. I'm going to talk about this in in the bulk of the podcast. and um, I'm gonna talk really today about sleep and the detrimental effects it can have on fat loss if you're not getting enough, how to get enough, um, things that are getting in your way, how to get a good quality of sleep, loads and loads of loads of really useful information in this podcast. So sit down, relax, or grab your trainers, go for a walk, go for a run, plug it in, and enjoy. So sleep, right, in my 20s, I definitely didn't get enough. I'm definitely making up for it now. I say in my 20s, but I say from my teens probably until my early 30s. Bit think the party girl was not I? Bit of a wild one, um, rep days, and it's just something sleep, something I really didn't used to think about. You know, I used to be one of them, I sleep when I'm dead. Well, you will be dead soon if you don't get enough sleep. And it's funny how my perspective has changed and my life has changed so that now my focus is on nutrition and fitness and feeling good and having all this energy. And in order to have that, and in order to perform well in fitness, in order to Have energy every day in order to make conscious, nutrient-dense decisions when it comes to food. It all stems back to sleep. It all comes back to sleep. Now, have you all heard of? I'm asking you a question. Please answer. I'd love to hear your answers. Text me, but I'd love to actually hear you answering out loud. Uh, Maslow's Maslow's hierarchy of needs, where you talk about as human beings our basic needs, food and shelter. And then it escalates up well it deteriorates up um if that's the right word um into like lesser needs but you have your basic needs at the bottom and then they do go up so we always use this like it's like an upside down triangle freaking out a pyramid (laughs) wow wow god imagine if i was a teacher kids would be like what so it's like a pyramid and at the bottom you've got your most important need so essential needs so when it comes to the fat loss period talking about fat loss here I'm not talking about general fitness I'm talking about fat loss bottom is your nutrition so you will lose body fat if you're in a calorie deficit this is something if you've ever listened to me anyone in fitness that knows what they're talking about or wants to tell you the truth it's a calorie deficit so that's it that's all that matters so it's your nutrition's at the bottom then a lot of people would say the next thing is like your steps movement now I don't think it is I think your next one is sleep and I'm going to go into a bit more detail why in a moment then I think it's movement. And then it's like exercising. In an ideal world, you're going to be doing all of them, you're going to be ticking all the boxes. But to lose body fat, you need to be in a calorie deficit. And if you don't get enough sleep, you're not going to be in a calorie deficit, because I'll tell you why. Oh, it's all coming soon, coming soon in the next few minutes, when I'll tell you about the effects of lack of sleep that has on your hormones, um, your decision making, loads of things that implement that. So Just keep this in mind when you're listening to this and when you're thinking about things. So, nutrition bottom, sleep second. Now, movement, some people would like to move those around, but you can still lose body fat and lie in bed all day. You are still burning energy by just lying in bed all day, do nothing. So, yeah, movement you do need because you need it to feel good, you know. Your body needs to move, girls. But i think sleep's the next one up so why do we need sleep what happens when we sleep so sleep is where our body recovers and it's not just your body it's your mind it's where we make memories do you know fun facts with helen you will die if you have like a sleep i think it's five nights don't go testing this because you'll feel awfully shit but they did some case studies, and I've read a book. If anyone wants to, like, deep dive into sleep and get more information, Matthew... Oh, I should have, not... I should have researched this before I started this podcast. Matthew Whitaker. Google in. I'm currently Googling. Matthew walker sorry i'm really bad my names and um, matthew walker why we sleep is a really good book it's about 13 hours on audible you can read it So, it might some of it might make you fall to sleep which is great and um, he does a lot of case studies in there there's loads of information it's really intense i might even read it again because i really enjoyed it that much but they do a case study in there where they um they test people on you know lack of sleep and um, and restrict the sleep and some sleeping. you can die if you don't sleep so if you have severe insomnia um, which is a medical a medical problem. We'll talk about that in a bit because insomnia is a bit different. to There's different levels of not being able to sleep and then can't sleep. Um, you can die from it, and you will die faster than you would if you didn't have food. So I think water's first, then sleep, then food. Lack of sleep is also used as torture. It's actually a torture technique. Um, I think it's against UN policy, to use that as torture, don't get, don't start quoting me on all this, these are just bits of bits of stuff that I know, but, um, lack of sleep, like, you know, restricting someone's sleep is a, is torture, um, and you'll know yourself when you're lacking sleep, you just feel like crap, feel rubbish, you start to lose your cognitive functions, so you see, like, people that, you know, not getting enough sleep, getting into car accidents, falling asleep at the wheel, just not with it, and it's just not enjoyable. Um, we need to sleep for body restoration so that your muscles can grow, your body can restore itself, and your mind as well. So many, that is just so basic, that is so top level um, of why we sleep. But you you need sleep, otherwise you will die. That's a bit intense, but it's it's true, and it's only a few nights as well. It's not, you know, we've all been on a few all-nighters, but um a few too many, you could die. Um So when it comes to lack of sleep, so not getting enough sleep, and I'll talk about how much sleep you need, and it's all, you know, it's subject to different people, but the detrimental effect it can have on weight loss or weight gain is quite, it's it's quite strong, right? So if you don't get enough sleep, so they say average around seven to eight hours, but studies show if you're getting less than six hours a night, you've got two hormones in your body. One's called leptin, which satiates you so makes you feel full and the other is called ghrelin or as james smith likes to call it gremlin which is your hunger hormone so if you're ever hungry that's your gremlin gremlin hormone so what happens if you don't get enough sleep is your gremlin hormone your ghrelin goes up so your hunger hormone goes up so you're hungrier we all know this when you're tired you're hungrier and you think it's because you need the energy but it's actually the, the ghrelin hormone going up and your leptin hormone goes down so it's a, a a bad battle happening here guys you've got this hormone that's making you hungrier and this hormone that makes you just feel like a bottomless pit because it doesn't make you feel full so that's what happens if you don't get enough sleep also if you're not getting enough sleep you're you're awake longer for so more eating window so when people talk about intermittent fasting want to shorten your eating window sleep more guys sleep more um so you got your leptin and your ghrelin. So that's affecting you first and foremost. So that's already you're off to a bad start. Then as well, when you're tired, your willpower diminishes. Now, there's I've heard different things about willpower and the fact that you don't wake up with a certain amount, it does diminish. But case studies have been done on people that have la- had lack of sleep are more likely to pick those sugary, um, fatty foods up, beige foods, then nutrient-dense foods, and you know what this is like, one of my examples is always when you're hungover, but I'll talk about alcohol and sleep in a bit, but when you're hungover, you're tired, and you just literally want to eat all the crap food, don't you, so when you're tired, that's what you do, I'm the worst, if I'm knackered, I'm in Tesco, obviously as well, and I've I've, I've heard things about willpower not diminishing, but if you're tired, right, and normally, like, you'd see a package of Cakes and be like, oh, I can leave them, when you're tired, you're literally like, Mm, i'll just get them it's a lot easier to let that voice in your head let you make those poorer food choices um so you just you're on a lose 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 battle here with it so you're hungrier you can't feel as full and you're making worse food choices so if i ended the podcast now i think that would be adequate information for you to start getting better sleep adequate sleep and prioritizing your sleep So when it comes to lack of sleep as well, there are things that can cause lack of sleep. Now, caffeine is a stimulant and a stimulant that works in the brain because it blocks out some of those receptors. Now, I'm not going to go full (laughs) Bill Nye science guy on this because I don't know the actual full words of it. But caffeine comes into your brain, blocks out some of the um, sleepy receptors and stops you and it makes you more alert. Now, the thing with caffeine is you need to be really careful of overuse. And I've I've been subject to this as well because I'm really like caffeine sensitive and sometimes I can have too much. I'm like, well, oh, that's too much. And it just doesn't feel good, guys. If you're relying on caffeine every single day to wake you up, maybe you need to be looking at your sleep. I've started a new little project, personal project. Um, I go through phases where I'll have caffeine and I'll have no caffeine because I'm really reactive to it. But at the minute, I've been having quite a bit of caffeine because I like it, but as a pre-workout. It gives me a buzz. If I'm having a rest day, like over the weekend, on Saturday, I had no caffeine. Yesterday, I had one coffee before my walk with my mum on Sunday. And that's it. But when I'm training, I'll usually have like an energy drink, sugar-free. It's up to you. We can start arguments about energy drinks and things like that. Personal preference. I'm sure you've put worse things in your body. I know I have. So when it comes to caffeine, it's first thing in the morning, I'm trying a little thing where I don't actually have any. It's 10 to 9 right now and I've not had any caffeine. I'm actually going to have my breakfast first. Then I'll have some later before I go to CrossFit at midday. But if you're having to rely on caffeine to wake you up, doesn't that show you something? Like, you don't actually need that. You've become reliant on it. So maybe it's time to look back at your sleep. So that's caffeine and first thing in the morning. And that's just me telling you. if you If you get triggered by this, you're obviously doing something. If you're going, oh, yeah, that's me oh I, I like my morning coffee well can you have a decaf um if it's for the taste there's better ways to start your um system I want to say immune system it's not your immune system but start your body working in the morning start you moving get some sunlight some vitamin d get some fresh air do some stretching have some lemon tea and I'm not saying you have to have like an apple cider vinegar lemon but have something like that refreshes your body have a pint of water and then let your body do its thing natural thing and get going before you give it any stimulants they say there's some research I've been doing recently is about an hour and a half so that's what I'm trying to do but I've been up now gosh uh four hours oh, no, two hours three hours wow wow maybe I do need a coffee um But see how you function with it. And it is something you do need to wean yourself off because we do come addicted to caffeine. And if you do come off it as well, you can suffer with like headaches and things. So have a look at your caffeine intake during the day. Can you reduce it? If not, this next bit, I highly, highly recommend. So caffeine, I'm not against caffeine, by the way. I still have caffeine. Caffeine has a full life of four hours and a half life of four hours. So what I really recommend you do is stop having caffeine by midday. Some people hate this because they have their afternoon coffee. I don't know how people work out in the evening because I like to have a coffee before, caffeine before I work out in the evening. I like that buzz. Um, so I find that really hard because by the evening, I'm a bit bit more tired, especially I get quite, up quite early now. Um, so if you're having coffee in the afternoon, so if you have a coffee at four, five, six, seven, eight, eight's the full life, nine, 10, 11, 12. So if you can't sleep at night, if you find it hard to get to sleep, caffeine might be the reason. So have a look at your caffeine intake, see what you're doing, see if there's any changes you can make, see if you can wean yourself off it because you will feel a bit better for it. And then when you do have that coffee, it's like a really good boost and you can really enjoy it. That's what I love about like if I'm overdoing it, I like to take a step back, step back and then I'll try and just have like one or two that makes me feel really good. I love the buzz. So that's caffeine. Next up, we're gonna talk about alcohol. Um, I haven't discussed alcohol that much on any of my podcasts yet. Um, love hate relationship with alcohol. I spent years boozing it up and, um, without realising that I probably do have a bit of a bad relationship with alcohol. I think a lot of Brits do. I think if you do do some like soul searching, some work on yourself, a lot of people will have issues. I've actually now become sober. Um, I stopped drinking on the 4th of June because I was just like, it was leading to bad decisions for me. Anyway, this isn't a podcast about me and my alcohol, uh, issues and work on it, but I will talk about it in a future podcast. I'll go really in-depth if you want. Full in-depth of Helen's life with alcohol. Ooh, that'll some, some, uh, rep stories. But, um, when I really started getting into fitness in the last few years, and started, you know what, knowledge is power, but it's also dangerous, because I started learning more about alcohol, and the effect it has on sleep. Now, a lot of people think you have a nightcap, you have one for the road, or you have something, you have it to help you sleep. But what alcohol does, it puts you into this sudden deep, like, not restorative sleep, it's not a good quality sleep and I'll talk more about um good quality sleep in a minute but when it comes to alcohol even one drink and people like oh just have one one drink can affect your sleep so when I really started getting into fitness and things I was like well why would I why do I want to drink if it's gonna have an effect on my sleep because if it has an effect on my sleep, the next day I won't have energy to train or I'll be making poor food choices. And I just, I really, once I started doing more research on sleep, it was a bit too much, probably. I really then focused on it. And you can track your sleep on these um Fit Watches and everything like that. And I just really focused on getting good quality sleep. So I stopped really drinking during the week, which previously it'd be like a thing for me. I'd have a couple of drinks or anything. And I'd only drink on like a Saturday if I was on a rest day. On a rest day. What's a rest day? Rest day on a Sunday. So I started looking into alcohol and the effect it has on sleep. And you will get, and have a think about this now, though, you'll have that like instant pass out. But then do not You just wake up in the middle of the night. You're dehydrated. You need to go to the toilet. You're uncomfortable. It just has an effect on your body. And it's because your body's just trying to get rid of that alcohol first because alcohol is basically a poison. So anything you do when, once you've drunk, your body's just trying to detox it out. So, your sleep's disrupted. You won't get good REM sleep. you won't get good quality sleep. And I'll talk about good quality sleep in a minute because there's a difference between getting enough sleep and a good quality sleep. But alcohol does have a detrimental effect. Then also, the effects I've not really talked about it much, but the effects of alcohol that then have on your willpower, um you know, usually when you go out, you're also drinking more calories. But enjoy things in moderation. Life's for living, guys. Just because I've gone to sobriety doesn't mean you do. I'm not going to start preaching to everyone to do it. If you can enjoy a few drinks in moderation and have a good time, do it. Whereas I've decided that I don't really need it in my life anymore and I can have a good time without it. I've been to a pub. I've not been on a night out yet. I do miss dancing, though, so I do need to do that. Um, But I've had loads of experiences, you know, without alcohol, and life is fine without it. And I used to rely on it quite a lot for a bit of a uh, Dutch courage. So But if you want to focus on your fitness and your sleep, have a look at your alcohol intake. If you're drinking four or five nights a week, not to name a shame anyone, but if, like some of my clients, something that I've helped them with, we literally program in for the week, non-alcohol nights. And she's not an alcoholic or anything. It's just, she's, she works in events. She works in social situations um, where it's, you know, it's normality to drink, even a glass of wine with dinner which you might really enjoy, but if you're doing that every night, it's going to affect your sleep every night. So have a look at that. Next time you drink, track it on your fitness watch, track how you feel, even if you just have one drink. You might say it doesn't affect you. You also might say coffee before bedtime doesn't affect you, but it does. It is science. It is proven. So that's caffeine, alcohol. Last one I'm going to talk about when you talk about things that have a detrimental effect on your sleep is actually sleeping tablets. Believe it or not, sleeping tablets should be the last resort and they should be prescribed by a doctor. Anything that isn't a natural herbal remedy, and I'll talk about supplements in a bit, because there are supplements I use that do help with sleep, but sleeping tablets just put you into this false sleep as well, and they're just not good for your health. Not good in the long term, and you can become reliant on them. So if you are in a state of insomnia where you are you chronic chronic sleep disorder, go to your doctor. I'm not a doctor. So go to your doctor, please don't just go and get some sleeping tablets over the counter. Speak to someone, see what you can do, because there's a lot of things you can do before you go down straight down that medication. Um, and it's not it's not great for you. And then you, you're going to have to come off at some point. It doesn't it doesn't solve the problem. It's like taking fat loss and um, slimming tablets. You know, you'll probably lose the weight, but then you put it back on again. Taking a sleeping tablet, you'll get to sleep, but you'll, you won't know how to sleep naturally. And you should work on that first. That's the end of my TED Talk. Right, so sleep. How much should you be getting? Now, this is all really relative and subject to pers- person, persons, people, different peoples. So, um, average says eight hours a night, but who's average? Like the 7 billion people in the world, what is that? I know some people that say they can survive on six, but can you really? I strongly believe and understand that depending on your energy expenditure how much you do during the day how much work you do during the day is how much sleep you need if i've had a really tough week of training i need more sleep this past week i didn't probably have a rest day for about well i, d- I had a day off lifting weights but i went on a 20k hike and i think it was about six or seven seven days and i knew i needed a rest day and sometimes i just need 10 or 11 hours sleep sometimes i can have 12 um I aim to get eight every night. My average is about eight and a half. I will sometimes have naps and I'll talk about naps in a minute and how to nap effectively because it comes down to certain parameters. I know I get full science on this, but I'm a proper geek out on it. But it's finding out what works for you, like with everything, like with your diet. So you need to look at your sleep patterns and see what works for you. I know for a fact, sometimes if I oversleep, it makes me feel worse. And um, when it comes to how much you sleep everyone has this I'm going to go full science with you but stick with me right it's called a circadian rhythm we have a natural circadian rhythm the average is about an hour and a half but you can work out what yours is mine's an hour and 20 minutes and that's where you go in a full sleep cycle from light sleep into REM sleep which is restorative sleep and deep sleep and then back around again so these are between an hour and 20 minutes an hour and 40 minutes and you work that out usually by going for a nap not setting an alarm you'll probably wake up in that sleep cycle. So I've worked mine out is an hour and 20 minutes. So if I want a, a full nap, a big nap in the afternoon, a siesta, which as Homo sapiens, if you look back at history, we are naturally inclined to have, Um, because when we were hunter-gatherers, half of the tribe would go to bed early and get up early, and half of the tribe would go to bed later and stay up later. Night owls early, night hawks? No, I'm going off on a tangent. This is where it, it's because i geek out on it so much i've got so much information about sleep but we are naturally inclined to have the siesta in the afternoon so if you can't get enough sleep at night can you have an afternoon nap sometimes i have to do that if i've got an early start and a late finish i will have an afternoon nap sometimes it makes me feel a bit shit but most of the time it will make me feel better alternatively when it comes to napping you can have a power 20 minutes to 30 minutes set an alarm 20 to 30 minutes lie down somewhere and um, i'll talk about perfect quality sleep as well don't get into bed just have a blanket over you in 20-30 minutes um I'm the queen of napping and i do it quite well I usually can feel all right after them I think if I'm really really tired I don't feel good after them because I need more I need more in my nights so once a week I'll usually try and get about 10 hours and if I'm training hard I just know my body needs more I can feel it you can feel it in your achy muscles because you're not recovering well um so it's about working out what you want sorry that i don't have just like the plain and simple answer of yes you get seven hours and 60 minutes well, that's eight hours seven hours and 57 minutes it's all about working out what you need in your average and it's about how much you're doing as well um if you're oversleeping if you're lying in bed things like that that's not good for you either because you're not getting the energy you need the movement so I've talked about skating rhythms and napping. I've talked about the different qualities. Oh no, I haven't I haven't talked about this. So it's really important as well to look at your quality of sleep. So this is where I got you like, oh, I've got, i get seven hours a night, but I feel still feel seven or eight hours a night, but I still feel tired. Well, are you getting enough sleep? So you should say it about. And if you don't get enough one night, the next night I'll make up for it when it comes to REM and deep sleep. As long as you don't withdraw, withdraw, withhold withhold nah words as long as you don't restrict yourself too much so if you're getting enough sleep every night say you got seven hours last night and you only got half an hour of REM and an hour of deep the next night you'll probably get an hour and a half of REM and half an hour of deep or something like that it works itself out so your REM and deep should be about the same I average about an hour and a half of each my REM and deep are ridiculously good but I'll tell you how I've got them good in a minute and it is down to some of the supplements I take um all subject to what you want to use, but it's what's helped me, disclaimer, I'm not a doctor, obviously, if you've got sleep problems, speak to your doctor, but you should be getting about an hour of each, rem and deep, now, these fitness watches do track it, I don't think they're that accurate, um, but they give you a good idea, I think Fitbits are quite inaccurate. sorry Fitbits, shitbits, um, I need to stop swearing on this, don't I, but Apple watches and garments, things like that, because they test your heart rate a bit better, I think, so I'm going to get some abuse for this, but when I had a Fitbit, I had a cheaper one, the older version, and I don't think it it, it didn't accurately track my sleep, whereas my Garmin, I do feel it does, because you know it's a feeling once you start looking at the data and things like that. If it says you've not had enough REM sleep, you know about the next morning, you know when you've had a good quality night's sleep, and then you look at your fitness track and you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's the one. Um, So yeah, you need to get good quality sleep as well. So how do you get good quality sleep? Now, there's loads and loads and loads of things about this. And I think it is about working out again, what's right for you. I know you've got to do loads of work. But once you've done it, you know how it works. Really, you should be having a set bedtime and set get up time most nights because we get into these rhythms and patterns and we get used to things and it is harder in winter getting up in the morning. I'll talk about that now, actually, if you struggle getting up in the morning, because you don't have the natural sunlight. There's um on Amazon, there's these sad lamps that give you natural sunlight. So try using one of them. And um, they're meant to be absolutely amazing. Some of my clients use them. So when it comes to getting up and going to sleep, you should have a set bedtime, a set get up time. And you can usually go about an hour in between them, either side, and feel okay. And um, that's what the science says. But you shouldn't every night be flitting between late nights, early mornings, things like that. Have a set routine. Our body runs on routine. Um, our body runs on habits. That's what your circadian rhythm is. It's on a routine. So have a set bedtime. I know for me, I need to wind down. I need to have, I have like, I eat my dinner late. I like to eat quite close to bed. Some people are different to this. Some people need to sleep on an empty stomach. It's about finding out what works for you. I also watch something on Netflix just before bed and could chill out. Some people need to block out blue light. You can get light blue light blockers. Get off your phones. I think stimulants. If you're watching things like the news, I was talking to a girl last week and she was watching the news before bed and that gets you thinking and it's all negative. No, that my biggest recommendation is don't do that. Have something positive if you're going to watch something. Read a book, which is always good for a wind down. I do my gratitude practice in journaling just before bed. So I write down things that I'm grateful for that happened in the day that gives you those happy hormones that drifts off nicely. You can meditate just before bed as well, just to get you relaxed and calm down. Also, when it comes to bedtime routines, try not to, you know, avoid caffeine and alcohol, depending on what you're doing. There are loads of things you can do When it comes to your bedtime, so that's getting to sleep. Now you need to be able to sleep in the ideal conditions as well. So top tips for that are an eye mask, so you have full darkness. Um, If you don't have one before, or you have blackout blinds, amazing dreams. Dream future home is blackout blinds for me. Um, It needs to be the right temperature, so it's about eighteen degrees, not too hot, not too cold. If it's height of summer, you'll understand that it's too hot and you can't you can't sleep when it's too hot. If it's if you're too cold you won't be able to sleep as well so make sure you have adequate temperature in the summer i have a fan i sleep with white noise because it just blocks out any other noise i'm really sensitive to any like bangs or anything so i just literally have rain noise I put it on for the dog now as well to help her um but there's loads of different apps you can use you can youtube white noise rain noise it helps with babies as well if anyone's got babies struggling to sleep to block out any noise um, so, temperature, light, darkness, distraction. So, get your phone out the room. I have my phone on silent. If you need me, ring me. If it's an emergency, ring me. Everything else, I don't hear it. Um, and then make sure your bed's comfortable as well. That's going to make a massive difference. I need a new bed. Just reminded me. And then in the morning, my biggest tip for a good night's sleep and feeling good and having energy in the day is to not snooze that alarm. What happens when you snooze the alarm is damn goes off and it sets off a little like it's like a mini cardiac arrest, right? I don't want to scare anyone, but it's like a mini like it gets your heart pumping, it gets your blood flowing, gets that stress hormone, your cortisol starts running, and adrenaline goes to wake you up, right? If you then go snooze for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten minutes, you start drifting off back to sleep again. You don't get your full sleep cycle, and boom, awake again. Boom, awake again. It's just going to make you feel crap. Set your alarm and get up. If you need to move your alarm to the other side of the room, set 20 alarms, whatever you need to do, do it. One of my biggest tips is stop snoozing and get up when your alarm goes off and get out of bed. Start moving, start your day, drink your pint of water, do your meditation. So you've done your meditation and then we're going to start your day and go off. Right, okay, so that's, evening routines and morning routine. Last thing I'm going to talk about today is supplements. Take these with a pinch of salt. It's whatever works for you. These are things that have worked for me. I've heard in the past people say about taking melatonin, but we do actually have a natural melatonin um, supply in our body. So as long as we are getting that wind down time, stopping the blue light blockers, your body should naturally produce melatonin. If your body is not naturally producing melatonin, this is when you speak to a doctor and get things checked out. Because we all naturally will have it, especially on the darker nights when you start to feel tired, that's your melatonin. You shouldn't really need to take melatonin supplements. The only time I've been told melatonin is really helpful is if you've been traveling and you've got um, jet lag and to get you into the new sleep cycle of where you're staying at, melatonin helps then because you don't have the natural darkness to help you get into that sleep cycle. Um, So supplements that I use for sleep, and there's two, and I I stick with these every day. Now, someone told me about magnesium um, last year, and I remember I ordered these, and I got them on the 15th of February, 2020. And the reason I know that date in my head is because I wrote it in my phone. I wrote, of February, start taking magnesium. And I got them online, and they high quality magnesium, make sure you're getting the good quality supplements, any supplements, make sure you're getting the high quality supplements, places like Holland and Bankrupt, sorry, Nimshim, um, don't have this percentage in, this is 500 milligrams, the one I use, and it's 119% of your daily intake, magnesium helps relax the muscles, especially if you're doing a lot of exercise, if you ever had to the thing called, It's called restless leg syndrome, if you're on your feet all day as well, people get this a lot, and it's where you get these, you lie down in bed at night, and your muscles are twitching, and they're like, and it's like, it's like electric shocks keeping you awake. Magnesium helps prevent that. Um, magnesium is also in Epsom salts, Epsom salt baths, the best Epsom salts in the country, Newton Wood. If you want any of those, contact them. Great guys. High quality Epsom salts, foot bath. Use them in the bath, use them as a body scrub. Great in an evening, in your evening routine. Oh my God, I miss my bath. But to help you relax and they get into your muscles and help your muscles relax as well. But I also take a magnesium capsule daily. And the reason I know I started taking them on the 15th of February 2020 is because I never had to check my notes again because they affected me that much. So good. The other thing I take, and this is subject to what you want to do, um, but CBD oil. CBD oil is it's got so many benefits. I need to do a lot more research into it, and I'll probably do a podcast on it. Um but it helps with recovery. And it also helps you get to good sleep. Now, I get this from CBD Life. It's not cheap. I pay quite a bit for this, but it's worth every single penny. I get the really high dosage and high standard. The danger's in the dose as well with this. You need to do what's right for you. Mr. Streamer going past there. Whatever. Just including that in the podcast. Don't really care. Unedited. This is real life with Helen. So I get CBD Life, raw hemp extract oil, 2000 milligrams. This is a high dose. And the reason I've tried different ones, this one works for me. I used to be scared of taking CBD oil because I thought if I took too much, then in the morning I'd be all like lethargic and like mm, a bit mongy. And that's not who I am. But I now have three drops before bed and it just helps me take the edge off. And I, my sleep quality, you know, when I talked about the deep and the REM sleep, my sleep quality is amazing, and it's this CBD has helped that. It never used to be. I got three hours of REM the other night, and the couple of nights before that, I got three hours of deep, like ridiculous, like sleep like the dead. So restorative, so good for me. Um it says to use five drops. I only use three. It says to use once three times a day. I only do one. So if you do get something like CBD, just try and see what works for you. Um CBD Life are a you know, UK company manufacturing the UK. I know a discount code for it as well if you need one. Um, maybe start in a lower dose to start off with. So yeah, CBD oil, magnesium and Epsom salts. They're only like don't go and sleep in tablets stop putting a plaster over the problem, you're not then getting to the root cause of the problem, even things like meditation, gratitude journaling, if you're an overthinker, having something, you know, journal by your bed to write stuff down in, is going to help you more than just taking a sleeping tablet that knocks you out, and then all your issues are still there, do you know what I mean, it's like not dealing with something, Um. but yeah, that was my talk about sleep I'm so big on sleep and if anyone needs any help with it please feel free to message me it's one of the things in the shreds um and with my one-to-one clients that I focus on Oh, every week I'm asking how how's your sleep been because it does have a big effect if you're not getting enough sleep I know your training is not going to be good you might not be you know hitting your calorie balances and things like that it's going to have a big effect so I'm going to leave you with a quote and it is make time for wellness or you will be forced to make time for sickness. So sitting up and scrolling on Instagram, pointless, or binge watching a Netflix documentary isn't going to get you anywhere. Turn it off. Get a good night's sleep. It'll be there tomorrow, and you're going to feel so much better for it. You're going to have more energy. You're going to make, make better food choices, which is going to be more energy. You're going to feel better. You're going to look better. Please just get some sleep. And on that note, good night. See you next week. This was episode nine. I hope you enjoyed the Fit Girl Club podcast. For more information on how Helen can help you, have a look at www.helensuttonpt.co.uk. Have a great day.